more people should start businesses. I think entrepreneurship is an amazing thing for the entrepreneur and also the world. What does a tree sound like? We had to really discover that and go through the character background of this tree. We try to pick questions that were all sort of existential and really big and that didn't necessarily have answers that people normally try to tackle in science books. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet the CEO of Gumroad, Sahil Lavingya, artist Danny Casal, a.k.a. Cool Man Coffee Dan, and co-authors Daniel Whiteson, a particle physicist and a professor of physics, and Jorge Cham, creator of PhD Comics. From making complex topics easier to understand and more accessible, to creating entertaining stories, these authors created audiobooks listeners will love. Enjoy. I'm Sahil Lavingia, the CEO of Gumroad and the author of The Minimalist Entrepreneur. I wrote my book because I think that more people should start businesses. I think entrepreneurship is an amazing thing for the entrepreneur and also the world, and it's far too difficult, far too inaccessible, and so, yeah, I wanted to make it easier. If I had to describe my audiobook recording experience in one word, I would say fun. I really enjoyed it. I think reading my own words in this professional context makes me happy, makes me realize I think I wrote something halfway decent, and that feels good. I realized I had trouble pronouncing profitability and regularly and longevity is a word I learned how to pronounce. So yeah, quite a few. I'm excited about the energy of the book. I put a lot of myself into it. I had a great director making me uncomfortable at the right moments. <laughs> I hope people appreciate the time and effort that it took and energy to like make the words sound compelling and interesting and exciting. Reading 225 pages in two days is a little draining, so hopefully there's energy. If I wasn't recording my own audiobook, I would cast Dev Patel. I'm currently listening to Dune, not the original, but the fifth or sixth book, which is pretty darn good. I'm not sure who narrated it, but it's pretty awesome. My favorite place to listen to an audiobook is just going for a walk around the block. Anywhere, the beauty of an audiobook, just go for a walk and you're learning and getting exercise at the same time. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. Atlanta-based web developer Peter Askew loves to get things off the top shelf at the supermarket for people who can't reach the same heights he can. A six-foot-eight former high school basketball star, Askew sees being helpful as the pillar of his business strategy. But it wasn't always that way. When the dot-com bubble burst in 2001 and he was laid off from eTour, a web surfing guide he helped build and grow, he had to ask himself, is this how I want to live? Is this how I can be of service to the world? Hi, this is Danny Casal, AKA Cool Man Coffee Dan, and I'm the author of your special, I was inspired to write this book because quarantine was super weird and boring. I was locked inside my house all day. I didn't have much to do. I only had my imagination and all my imaginary characters. So I wrote a bunch of weird stories and kind of got it all documented in this book for everybody to enjoy. <laughs> 
If I had to describe what it was like to record this audiobook in one word, that word would be exhilarating. I am so stoked to see all these characters come to life via the voices of all my cool creator friends. And at the end of the day, it gave all these characters so much personality. It's a true party to be experienced. Pronunciation wasn't really the issue here. It was more so finding what certain characters sounded like. For example, what does a tree sound like? We had to really discover that and go through the character background of this tree. And we found it at the end of the day, and I think we really captured it. I'm really excited for listeners to hear the life lessons that are told through these wacky and zany characters. I'm human, just like you, but these lessons are taught through the most non-human of creatures. So I think it's really fun, and that's what I'm most proud of. Who would I have narrate this besides myself? I mean, I feel like so many people say Morgan Freeman with this question, so I'm going to say that one French narrator from Spongebob, 12 Hours Later, that guy, he would kill it. My favorite audiobook I've ever listened to happened to also be the first audiobook I ever listened to, which was The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It was a great read, and I'm glad I listened to it a hot two months before lockdown started because it really put everything into perspective. For some reason, I'm always listening to audiobooks on the treadmill or while I'm at the gym, you know, while everybody else is listening to dubstep or something, I'm listening to perfectly narrated literature. And if that doesn't say a lot about me, I don't know what does. And without further ado, take a listen to a clip from my audiobook. Sometimes life can be weird. Good weird, bad weird, or just plain weird weird. There's no stopping life from being weird. The best we can do is be prepared for whatever weird stuff life is going to throw our way. It's not uncommon for life to surprise us with this weird stuff, and there's always an important lesson to be had. Oftentimes, we learn these important lessons from our mistakes. But it doesn't hurt to have a few lessons in your pocket already. Pre-mistake, if you will. It's like if you fall off a cliff. At least you have some bandages in your backpack to hold you over. Maybe that was a bad example. Uh, Please don't fall off any cliffs. Hi, this is Daniel Whiteson. This is Jorge Cham, co-author of Frequently Asked Questions About the Universe. I wrote this book with my friend and collaborator Jorge Cham because we get so many questions on our podcast. We always encourage listeners to write to us with whatever question is in their mind. And at first, I was expecting a trickle, but we got an ocean of questions, a tsunami of questions, and I realized there is so much curiosity out there. People are desperate for answers. Everybody out there, not just particle physicists and cosmologists, are thinking about the nature of the universe, and they want answers, and they deserve them. I love the challenge of tackling some of these big questions. We try to pick questions that were all sort of existential and really big and that didn't necessarily have answers readily available out there or answers that people normally try to tackle in science books. So we wrote this book to help a little bit scratch people's curiosity itch. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surreal. 
I remember sitting on my keyboard typing these words into my computer and working with Jorge on the exact phrasing. So to see them on the page and to read them into the microphone is really bizarre a couple of years later. I would probably cheat and use a compound word because it is a pretty intense experience. And so I, I would like to use two words, which are fun and marathon. I don't know how many people realize this, but to record an audiobook takes hours and hours and hours of work. Probably for every hour you listen to, there's probably two, maybe two sometimes, two and a half hours of actual recording. And so it's a lot and it's physically challenging, but it's also really fun because, you know, you wrote these words and now you're excited about like reading it to people and reading it to people who want to hear your words. And so it's a super fun challenge. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word photon. For some reason, in the middle of recording, I just couldn't get photon right. Like I kept saying photon or I don't know, I couldn't quite get it then, which is like such a basic word in physics that I had trouble with, which was pretty interesting. I had trouble pronouncing the name of my actual job. The word physicist is kind of difficult to say. And when recording this, I stumbled over that word maybe more than any other word. In terms of what I was most proud of in narrating this book, I think I was proud of some of the technical stuff. You know, there are parts in the book where you have to rattle off like nine numbers in a row, followed by, you know, like complicated units like mega electron volts divided by C squared, billions, trillions, quadrillions, 900. And so I was happy that I didn't stumble with basic numbers, basically. I'm most hopeful that my narration shares my enthusiasm, my excitement for these questions. These are not just academic questions we'd like to know the answers to. These are really cosmic questions that if you knew the answer to them, it would change the way you felt about life and the nature of the human existence. These are really big, fat questions. And I hope that my narration captures that energy, that enthusiasm, that desperation to know the answer. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would probably cast, and this is probably a cliche, Morgan Freeman. I mean, come on, how can you not have Morgan Freeman narrate your book? I would cast James Earl Jones. I mean, what's better than hearing Darth Vader read the words you wrote? The last podcast that I listened to that I loved was probably This American Life. It's an oldie, it's a classic, but I'm still hooked on the way they tell stories, the way they connect you to some other person in some other place and really make you want to know what's going to happen. I just think it's storytelling very well done. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Land of Stories by Chris Colfer. You know, most of the time that I listen to audiobooks, it's usually with my family on car trips. We like to put those on because then the whole family kind of gets into it and it's a very communal family experience. So Chris Colfer does an amazing job narrating his book. You know, his narrating voice is nice and clear and neutral, but then he does each character in each of the characters that he himself created. So it's pretty cool how he does all these different voices. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is usually running, which doesn't happen super often, but I do like to sort of listen to podcasts and audiobooks while I'm running. And also, like I mentioned before, in car trips with my family, because we sort of get into it and then we talk about it over meals or when we're on vacation. So it's a fun thing to do together as a family. My favorite place is when I go jogging. That's when my mind is clear and my eyes aren't distracted by some other screen and I can just run and listen. And now listen to a clip from our audiobook. Wouldn't it be great if there was a better way to get to places? What if you could just 
appear where you want to go without going through all the places in between. Teleportation has been a fixture in science fiction for well over a hundred years. And who hasn't fantasized about closing their eyes or hopping into a machine and suddenly finding themselves where they want to be? Think of the time you'd save. Your vacation could start now and not after a 14-hour flight. We could get to other planets more easily, too. Imagine sending colonists to the nearest habitable planet, Proxima Centauri b, four light years away, without having to spend decades in transit. But is teleportation possible? And if it is, why is it taking scientists so long to make it a reality? This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.